What is going on, guys? We are back with the MGP podcast, episode number five, I believe it is. Hope you guys are doing well. I'm doing pretty well myself. Uh, it is 60 degrees where I live now in the state of Michigan, and I'm loving it so much because the sun's finally out, and it's not raining too much, although it is May, but it's it's been great. I've been I've been looking forward to this podcast. I've been looking forward to this week's episode for a couple reasons. One, I got some criticism last week. Uh, and by criticism, I do not mean I was made fun of, I was called bad. I was just given some constructive criticism on how to improve the podcast. If you listen and follow me on Twitter, have my email or know what it is, or you see me on a Reddit post, feel free to do so. Constructive criticism, positive criticism is such a nice thing because not only is it uh, flattering that you've taken the time to tell me how you feel, that means you've listened and given yourself a moment to think about it, but you've also, you're looking to help the podcast grow and I can only appreciate that with all of my being. So thank you so much for that, for those of you who have done so. The second reason I am excited is because I posted a topic in Reddit. We had so many opinions, uh, and also the news. I, the news started out this week pretty like bland, nothing big, but it has just progressed more and more and more and more. And I'm recording this a day earlier than I normally do because there's already just so much. First on the agenda is, is Pokemon Sun and Pokemon Moon. No, this is not TCG, but let's be honest. Tell me you didn't see the trailer for Pokemon Sun and Moon. November 18th is the release date. 23rd for Europe, I believe. I'm sorry to all the Europeans. I believe it is coming out on the 23rd of November in Europe. We saw the three starters, Litten, Rowlet, and Popolio. Popolio, if I'm saying that correctly. Um, We have a Sea Lion as the water type. Rowlet, the flying grass type. And Litten, the fire cat. Rowlet has taken this social media world by storm because it has a little, little bow tie. Uh, I'm in love with Rowlet. I will be getting Rowlet as my starter. It also revealed the Legendaries, which is a white, like, Power Ranger-esque monster lion thing. And what looks to be a bat, like a vampiric uh, creature of sorts for the Moon Legendary. Really exciting stuff. It's not TCG, but let's, let's be honest, guys. Check it out. Go find the trailer if you have not somehow. It was trending worldwide. Like, there's no way. I had people coming up to me that have nothing to do with Pokemon and said, Hey, Marshall, did you see that trailer? And I said, Who do you think I am? I was at work when the trailer aired. I took a quote-unquote bathroom break. I went into the bathroom and I watched the entire trailer with the lowest volume possible. Still freaking out like a little child. I am so excited for this game. It is in Hawaii, the Alola region. A little graphical update as well. Uh, I know X and Y pushed the graphical limits of the 3DS, but with the new 3DS around, uh, I believe this will be fine. It will still be playable on a normal 3DS. I do not have the new 3DS myself, but it's nice to see that they're still trying to improve the graphics and the overall feel of the game. So please, please, please check that out if you haven't yet. I highly doubt you haven't. Highly doubt that. So me telling you this could be a waste of your time, but it's exciting. It's very, very exciting, and that's just the, that's the nature of it. Second thing in terms of news is Generations. The If you guys do not know, Generations is the TCG set that has come out. It came out in February. 
February, I want to say. Uh, maybe March. I don't have the date in front of me because it's not that important. In celebration of Pokemon's 20th anniversary, they have a rating collection, which is really awesome. And there has been a card added to it. On top of that, there will be a Generations Elite Box. The Elite Box will be out on September 14th. We do not have a price. Uh, we do not have any artwork. Not that I can show you artwork. The price is important because this will not be the price of a normal uh, Elite Box. Uh, at least something that I assume. Because it comes with 10 Generations Packs. And on top of that, it comes with 10 Generation Packs. This promo card I'm about to jump into in a second, which we do know. We know all its moves, everything. The same amount of sleeves, the coin. like it, it comes with everything that's normally in an Elite Trainer Box for the most part. It just comes with 10 packs as opposed to 8 and their generation packs, which we know go for a decent amount of money. So do I expect it to be the normal kind of 35, 40 bucks? No, I expect it to be upwards to 50, um, but it is still a very, very, very cool product if you are collecting generations like I am. I just pulled a Jolteon EX a couple days ago. It was insane. Um, probably the toughest card to pull out of that set. I now have the two most expensive cards in Mega Charizard and Jolteon. Uh, on top of that, I'm still looking for a lot of the cards. I'm about 85% there, so we're missing some key EXs, um, but... Uh, the set is really nice. The set is really, really nice. It's a beautiful set with a Radiant Collection. And the addition to the Radiant Collection is now the promo Shaman EX. The Shaman EX will be part of the Radiant Collection. It's a nice little card. You know, it's a nice little card. It has 110 HP, which is kind of lame. It's, like, really lame. The fact that it has 110 HP for an EX. So that's kind of god-awful. But it's... It's nice, and I think actually we might see it be played just a little bit, just a little bit, and not in anything competitive. The nice part about this podcast is it is based off of PTCGO. Um, so we do try to talk about PTCG in the real life, the trading card game. Uh, regionals are coming up this next weekend and stuff in a couple areas in the country uh, and Canada. But the trading card game online is a different meta, I like to think of it as, because it's not as saturated with Night March, believe it or not. It's not as saturated with all the decks that you see consistently be at top cut. Yes, you do see them, obviously, but it is a really nice training ground for a lot of fun decks, a lot of decks that you wouldn't put in a real tournament or invest your real money in. Shaman EX here. Again, 110 HP. It is a grass-type card. Not the Shaman Sky, just Shaman. Has the ability Thankful Aroma. All right, Thankful Aroma. Once during your turn before you attack, you may heal 20 damage from each of your basic Pokemon on your bench. Okay. Is this good? Nah. It'd be good if it included your active Pokemon. It would be good if it included your active Pokemon. Or did I say 30? I think it's 20. It's 20. Heal 20 damage from, your ba from each basic Pokemon on your bench. So, it does provide you with... A healing option, kind of like Rough Seas uh, for a grass type. Uh, I mean, it doesn't matter what type you are, so it's nice to have. It's got that 110 HP, so it's sitting there just like the other Shaman EX, and it's just very susceptible to being Lysandered in and annihilated. I'm just putting it uh, pretty straightforward and blatant. It is very weak. It's a very weak card, and it's, sec it's only attack, sorry. It's first attack. There's one Grass Energy, two Colorless Energies, 
the attack is Flower Gain. Flower Gain does 60 damage, and you heal 20 from from this Pokemon and re remove all special conditions. Uh, again, in theory, healing is nice. We like the idea of healing. However, just healing 20 from yourself and doing 60 damage, uh, you can do similar stuff with Vaporeon EX, and Vaporeon EX isn't even that good of a card, but it has uh, its second attack, which is 130 minus 10 for every damage counter that you have. And while that can be ta it can be very taxing on the damage it produces, Shaman can only hit for 60. Uh, it, it's not a very good card for two prize cards especially, which we will talk about later about this two prize card EX um, mechanic. I guess mechanic is the word for it. But just another recap of Shaman EX. A grass type 110 HP ability, thankful aroma, in which once during your turn before you attack, you may heal 20 damage from each basic Pokemon on your bench, followed by an attack called Flower Gain. One grass, two colorless, heal 20 from this Pokemon and remove all special conditions. It is mainly a collectible. The art is very nice. It is adorable. Uh, fits very nicely with the Radiant Collection. But it's not going to be very productive. I do think we're going to see it in play a couple times as a healing mechanic. But it's, again, this is PTCGO. You're not going to find anything that's really wowing you with this card in any sense it has a retreat cost of two weak to fire nothing too crazy but that's shaman so this elite trainer box will be out in september so let's fast forward we have september we have the generations elite box if we fast forward more we have november we have pokemon sun and moon coming out so we've talked about the fall when other people talk about the fall they think of august as well included in the fall season. Now, the reason we're tracking back to August is because of our next topic in the news. This is the reason I am recording this today. It is Wednesday, May 11th. Okay, breaking the fourth wall here. It is Wednesday, May 11th. I normally record on a Thursday, upload on a Friday. Not this time. We know about the next expansion, X and Y 11, Steam Siege is led by Volcanion EX, it is led by Mega Gardevoir EX as kind of the mascots of the expansion. On top of that, we have Evil Tall Break and Xerneas Break, which, again, I talked about last podcast. If you haven't heard about that, shoot back to the last podcast. It doesn't hurt. Um, also, I'll leave a like on that one as well. You know, not that hard. Just like a little button. But, anyway, this, this, this news that came out, it's, um, it's, it's nice. It's really nice, and it's exciting, and I'm giving you this drum roll, drum roll of words, so you're thinking, Marshall, just tell me what it is. Volcanion EX has been revealed. Okay, we do now know what Volcanion EX is, what it looks like, what it does, and man, does it excite me. It excites me so much. Volcanion EX will be a fire-water type. You heard me correctly. It is a dual type of fire and water. This is so awesome it's like let's take a moment just to sit on it i'm gonna say that again i'm gonna say that again volcanion is a dual type yeah yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be that and it oh man i'm so excited i'm so excited for this it is a fire water type and it has the weakness to water still so it is still weak to water um so in that case, it's not like this impenetrable 
beast. It doesn't have two weaknesses, so it is still very viable. 180 HP. Man, this card looks gorgeous. It's got a diagonal slash down the middle. Half of it is red. The other half is blue. Dual typing, guys. There will be dual typing in Steam Siege. And, oh, man. A new mechanic is coming to the TCG. The ability also with Volcanion. We'll talk about the mechanic later. Um, but let's look at the card. Ability Steam Up, which you would have assumed that there would be a Steam-related attack and or ability on this card because... If you play competitive or if you're going to watch the movie, blah, 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 you know that Volcanion uses a move called Steam Eruption. Okay, Steam Eruption is kind of like an overpowered Scald for those in the metagame, in the singles, VGC, all that metagame. Steam Up is the ability. Once during your turn, you may discard one Fire Energy card from your hand. If you do so, during this turn, the attacks of your basic Fire Pokemon do 30 more damage to your opponent's active Pokemon. So on top of fire typing, having blacksmith, having, isn't fire retorch another card? There's other cards that bring energy. Uh, you have Delphox, Delphox break now to move fire decks around some more. You have Flareon to move energies around. Not as freely as Aromatis, but Flareon EX does have the ability to transfer fire energies, I believe, from one Pokemon to Flareon itself. Volcanion now gives them a damage boost. It is purely a support card, at least in my eyes. It is purely a support card, and man, what a good support card it is. Now, again, you might go, Marshall, you're discarding a fire energy. That's kind of frustrating. You're thinning out your hand, thinning out your deck in terms of the energy. Well, the obvious connection here is to Blacksmith, the supporter. Now, part of my prediction, I have a prediction for the next set. I have a prediction for the next set, and it's about the TCG card, Blacksmith, okay? Blacksmith is a supporter in the Pokemon TCG that is from Flash Fire that allows you to attach two fire energies from your discard pile onto one of your Pokemon. I believe that this will be reprinted very, very soon, if not in the next set. I don't believe it has been reprinted since Flash Fire, so it's facing rotation. The same time this card, Volcanion, comes out. I think it's going to be reprinted in Steam Siege because Volcanion's ability to discard fire energies and the ability of Blacksmith to reattach them to your Pokemon is too good. The synergy is way, way too good. You can discard a fire energy from your hand and a 30 damage bo uh, boost. You can use, oh uh, god, what's the stadium called? Ah, Scorched Earth? Scorched Earth, right? And you can discard a fighting and fire energy from your hand to draw two cards. Okay, so that was a lot of mumbling and talking at you. So let me break it down for you again. Here's your situation. You have a Flareon EX in the active position. You place a Volcanion on the bench. And your Flareon has one energy. You're like, okay, I can just discard two cards, you know, attach them to my Flareon, Blacksmith, we're good. Well, on top of that, what you can do, you can discard one fire energy from Scorched Earth, the stadium, and draw two cards. Give yourself some deck movement. You can then discard another fire energy from your hand from Volcanion's ability and give that Flareon a 30-point boost. 30-point damage boost is big, guys. It's nothing that is going to be overpowered. It's just enough to get Flareon over the hump. 
Maybe it's going to hit for 150 that turn. It, it, it's it's like a muscle band on a fighting fury belt plus one in terms of the damage boost. So if you have a muscle band on Flareon plus Volcanion, it's 50 extra damage that turn. It's incredible. Uh, I think Volcanion is going to be a phenomenal support card. It kind of falls into the lines of Deoxys from Plasma. It kind of falls into the lines of Regirock from Fates Collide. Now they give you a permanent buff, but... Hey, it's going to be nice. That's my opinion on Volcanion. Again, it is weak to water and has the attack. I guess I should talk about the attack, too. Volcanic Heat costs two fire energies and one colorless. If this was one fighting and two colorless, I would like it a lot more. Um, but another reason I don't like it is it does 130 damage, which is very lackluster. Granted, with its ability, it can hit for 160. Fighting Fury Belt hit for 170, so you can make up for it. During your next turn, this Pokemon can't attack. So, that kind of is a bummer, right? So, Volcanion doesn't really serve well as an offensive threat. Maybe a one-time dagger. If you need that boost of 130 to whatever damage you can buff this thing to, to really win the game, or you go, this is my chance and I don't have energy on anything else, it's nice. It, 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 maybe it's going to come in as a last-stitch effort, but really, it's not that good. It's not that good. Volcanion's attack, attack is not that good, but that's not why Volcanion is good in my eyes. It doesn't matter. Its attack doesn't matter. Its attack is icing on the cake. It is a 180 EX that can sit on the bench and give your team support. Support and damage buffs, and that, I think, is very, very valuable. A lot of people would agree with me as well on that, I would think. So, easy enough. Volcanion's here. It's dual typing. So let's go back to the dual typing. And hold on, hold on. On top of that, hold on, hold on. Actually, let me remind you, because looking at my list on Volcanion, I forgot to mention, you can probably just stack these. You can stack Volcanions on the bench. Two or three Volcanions, discard two or three energies. That's 90 extra damage. 60 to 90 extra damage. It, it can bring fire types into a realm where I didn't think they could hit harder, but they really will. So, again, Volcanion EX. Dual typing! Dual typing's here for the first time since about 2006. Uh, I believe it was Crystal Guardians, the EX series. That was the last time we saw dual typing. There was a Fighting Steel Blastoise. There were Charizard was there, dual typing. And uh, we saw all these things, and there were Delta Species Pokemon from earlier, 2003. Oof. Man, this is going to be cool. This is going to be cool. And let that transition into the next set of news. We do have more news about Steam Siege, the expansion in general. Pokemon has released official artwork on the new expansion. We know it's already coming out August 3rd. We already know that. It will have 110 cards, and there will be eight dual-typed Pokemon. Okay. There will be eight. And it also says in here, off of an article, that many of them may will be shiny, which I think is actually really incredible. I think that's going to be really cool for the artwork. So there's going to be eight dual type. That's enough. It's, they're introducing a new mechanic. Uh, they're not going to jump into having a bunch of dual types because that can be overwhelming and kind of... Uh, it could potentially trash the meta if it's not good. Uh, so it makes sense that they're doing only 8. I wish it was like 10 out of 110 cards. But you know what? A lot of them are probably going to be the EXs. There are going to be 6 EX Pokemon. 
in this set, along with seven break. So maybe the EX Pokemon are going to be mainly dual type. It would make sense to me. Um, there's going to be two Mega Evolutions. One which we know is Mega Gardevoir. I don't know what the other one is yet. And let's see here. Looking at more information. Again, the reason this wasn't already known by me is this news actually came out just over an hour ago. So this is all new to me right now, but it needs to be talked about because, well, it's breaking news. So there's going to be two Mega Evolutions, six Pokemon EXs, seven Pokemon Break, and it's going to be, I guess it looks like the smallest EX released in a long time, the smallest amount of EX Pokemon released in a set in a very, very long time. That also kind of relates to the main topic today, which I've really liked, is a lot of what I'm talking about relates to the topic that I have in mind for the bulk of today's episode. But we've already got 20 minutes in, and I'm still talking about Volcanion. Dual typing. Dual typing is a new mechanic that is on the way, and that is the most important news I can give to you today. On top of even Sun and Moon. In the TCG world, we are getting dual typing again, and maybe it'll expand into more. I am so pumped. I'm so pumped. Let's move on to the main topic, though. The main topic of today is a conversation that, when I posted this on the internet, people, some people got a little heated at me. They gave me a little bit of a bite back uh, when I posted this. I had to actually edit my post multiple times just to assure people that the conversation was to be very civil and it was not this be-all, end-all talk. My conversation was about Evolved Pokemon versus EX Pokemon, which do you favor? Now, yes, again, I'll give you the disclaimer on here if you have not seen the Reddit post. I know Night March is the best. I know that. I get that, and I understand that. I know this is not an EX meta, where EX Pokemon are ruling and taking over the world. I know that. I know that. I play the game. I promise you guys, I know that. I just like to bring up the conversation of whether you prefer to have all these basic beasts that take two prize cards, or do you rather would you rather have a deck where you evolve and slowly progress your deck into its full form? I put this on Reddit, and I appreciate the Reddit PTCGO page for allowing me to put this discussion up there because sometimes I don't, I don't, I never want to overstep a boundary and. Uh, have it seem like a plug of sorts for the podcast, but it is a discussion for the podcast, and I made that very, very clear. And looking through most of the comments, a lot of people prefer Evolved over EXs, and I am in the same boat. Uh, I am in the same boat. I do think people are in favor of it because it's different, and these EX Pokemon kind of swept us up for a little bit, and we were like, oh, cool. I love these things. These things are so awesome. But People have made really, really good points on this Reddit page to tell me it's EXs aren't that big of a deal anymore. EXs just they aren't a big deal anymore. Especially we're looking at a post from someone named a humble potato who posted so much. He posted like three paragraphs, and I shout you out, my friend, because I love that you did that. I love that you did that because it gives me so much to read, so much to look at in terms of an opinion, and I really, really like that. I do, and I appreciate it. So the first thing Humble Potato said is that EXs will always be popular. They're rare, they're shiny, they're powerful. When a new set comes out, a lot of focus gets put on them by Pokemon marketing and by the community. He's right. Pokemon EXs are what we look for. Reasons for that, as he states, and I will talk about, artwork, collectability, 
they're attractive. They're very attractive cards, and in that way, we love them. And especially, a lot of these posts also talk about the simplicity of EX Pokemon. What's easier? Putting together a Vespaquin Vileplume deck, where you have to make sure you discard the right amount of cards, don't mill out, make sure you get a Forest of Giant Plants if you need turn one every time. Consistency needs to be there, but if it's consistent, it's one of the best decks in the game. Or, you hand a seven-year-old, I don't know, four Charizard EXs, and you say, go. I know there's better EXs out there, but that's just my example that came off right at the top of my head. You take the strongest EXs in the entire metagame, and you hand them to a kid, and you go, play the game. This is the rules. There's six prize cards. You draw seven. You draw one every turn. Blah, blah, blah. You go over the obvious rules, and you give them a deck purely off of EX Pokemon. They will pick up that game faster than if you handed them a deck in which evolution takes place and strategy is much more in-depth. There's a deeper understanding when it comes to evolved decks. That's not to say that EX decks are primitive and are only meant to be easy. EX decks can be very effective. We have seen that. Mega Rayquaza is a very nice deck that is run mainly off of EX Pokemon. But we'll get into why that's a thing later. We'll get into why that's a thing later and why that works and why I really like EX Pokemon. However, though, I do prefer Evolved Pokemon. Another reason I really like Evolved Pokemon comes from a post by, I believe, I don't think I'm pronouncing this wrong. Teddy? It's T-E-H-D-D-Y. And if you're out there listening, Teddy, hope I said it right. I think that's how you pronounce it. He said, for me, Pokemon is about evolution. I don't find it very fun for me to play a basic Charizard and call it a day. Playing a Charmander and getting it up to a Charizard feels more fun. It feels more like Pokemon to me. At our home table, we house we house rule EX as bonus evolutions. Your Charizard can become an EX, but you can't play it as a basic. He goes on to say that it kind of saddens him that you need to have these EXs to be competitive and that uh, you need to build decks nowadays just to hard counter the best decks that are out there. And it makes it seem a lot less watered down and simplistic in, in terms of variety. And I agree. But the thing I want to focus on is, is this whole progression. When you play... Pokemon on your Game Boy, on your Game Boy Advance, on your Nintendo DS, wherever you started. And I assume most of you listening started your Pokemon journey in the video game itself and not in the card game. Most of you, probably. The best feeling for me was when I got my starter, say Cyndaquil, which is my favorite in Pokemon Silver, and evolved it up to a Typhlosion. I got to be around with it as it grew, as it leveled up, as it evolved, as I went over obstacles in order to do that. That kind of sense can still exist in the TCG. There's a sense of progression that you can't really replace with a with an EX. You know, you can't really, you can't, I, I, I don't get the same satisfaction when I run my Machamp EX deck as opposed to my Metachamp deck in terms of fighting. Machamp EX can hit for 300 damage. Metacham can hit for 180 if I give it a really, really nice setup. However, I also have, I have to evolve the Metatite. I use Celebi so it still um, can use its prior attacks. There's a lot of extra tech that goes into those decks. So when you make a Metacham deck work, or you make a Vespa Queen Vileplume, like I said before, or even Night March, really, 
uh, it's not evolution, but kind of the same thing applies to what I'm saying. There's a lot of steps. You feel every every motion as you get towards uh, the pinnacle of what your deck is supposed to do in a match. EX cards, all you're really relying on is that you have drawn into the EXs you want. You can use EXs to get more EXs, and you kill your opponent before they kill you because you are going to be giving them more prize cards. An EX deck loses the prize card battle every single time. If you go up against a good evolution deck and a good EX deck, the evolution deck wins the prize card battle, and that is such a big battle to have in a trading card match. There are six prize cards. Would you rather have to KO three EXs or six basic Pokemon or six non EX Pokemon? I'd rather go for the EXs because nowadays, as a lot of people have pointed out in this Reddit post as well, there's a lot of cards out there that can hit for that high amount of damage without a problem. Uh, we criticize a lot of cards for not even able to be not being able to hit this 160 to 180 uh, attack range because that's what knocks out EXs more times than not. And there's a lot of cards that can do that. Again, let's go back to the obvious ones right now. There is a 30 HP Joltic that can hit for 300 damage if it really wants to, especially if the Pokemon that it's going up against is weaker than it. At that point, I would love to have six Pokemon that it has to KO because I have a chance to maybe develop my deck by then as opposed to being worried that one of my EXs is going down and I only have two more options left. It's it's frustrating. It's frustrating, and also cards are coming out now that can uh, combat EXs in terms of abilities. Jolteon is a great example. EX Pokemon are basic Pokemon. Jolteon can make it make itself invincible from that. Now, that can work for non-EX Pokemon that are basic, but it, it was mainly made to combat EXs, I think. Sure, you can say Night March, but Night March is this is this deck strategy that I'm going to try to stop talking about on this topic because I just kind of want to throw it out the window right now. I know it's the best deck out there, and I'm probably going to have to fight myself to draw connections to not draw connections to it. But it's it's different. That's that's just kind of how it is. Night March is different. We see more evolution decks coming into play, more and more and more, especially with Break Evolution. Break Evolution has become so awesome. It gives us a second stage to kind of further develop our Pokemon in ways that we can't. In ways that we just can't. Um, something like Carbink and Fates Collide is a normal, basic, non-EX Pokemon that can sit there. And it's it's not amazing, but it's not horrible. Some of the ones in Fates Collide. But now, you have Carbink Break, which suddenly gives you support that you couldn't have before, and boom, you've developed this carving into a carving break, and by the time you have developed that carving break, hopefully the rest of your deck is developed too. The key point I will always make about evolution decks is that they are totally based off of this progression. They're totally, they're based off of speed or not, fast or slow, there is a progression. There is a progression. If you use Force of Giant Plants with any Grass-type deck, the progression is incredibly fast because you can evolve as many times as you want with your Grass Pokemon. But it's progression nonetheless. If I decide to run something like a Glaceon Jolteon deck, the progression isn't as great. Uh, I'm using Shamans. I'm using Voljolteons. I'm using Glaceons. Maybe a Hoopa to bring in some EXs. 
it it gets boring. It gets boring and they're so black and white. At least in my in my my take again, opinionated. All of this is opinionated. I could be infuriating someone right now. And if I am, email me about it. Tell me why because I blab. I blab on. As you'll see, and this is this is prepared. I took my notes. I wrote notes. Actually, one of my critiques from last week was that it seemed like sometimes on the podcast I tend to feel like I'm doing things on the spot, and I am not. I'm just very passionate about what I'm talking about right now. EXs don't have that sense of progression, and I don't particularly like that. I don't like that. I don't think it. It's not as fun. Now, what do I really love about EXs? Because I'm a liar if I tell you I hate EX cards. I love EX cards. I don't like EX decks. I love EX cards. They're so awesome. For one reason and one reason only. Instant production. And let me talk about some more and justify my point. And before you say, whoa, 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 whoa. You just said you liked progression and evolution decks. Why would you want instant? I'm not talking about instant damage or instant instant uh, building and building upon what's going on. EX cards are really phenomenal tech cards in my eyes. They are amazing tech cards. Shaman is a great example. Shaman has the ability set up. Do you ever plan to attack with Shaman? More than likely, no. However, you always want to run one in a deck, any deck for the most part. Probably 99% of decks out there run at least one Shaman because of its ability. You put it on the bench and you can draw until you have six cards in your hand. That's awesome. If you have a Shaman and a Lysander in your hand, you can potentially Shaman for up to five cards and then Sycamore for another seven if you need it. That's a 12-card rotation in one turn. That's awesome. That's so nice. Shaman is a great example of why EX cards are awesome. Give you another example. We can go back to Expanded, Jirachi. You put Jirachi on the bench and it allows you to pull a supporter card from your deck. Now, yes, these cards become sitting ducks on your bench and they take two prize cards, but there's AZ, there's Super Scoop Up, there are there's cards that can bring these cards back into your hand. You can Skyfield and then Unskyfield and take out the extras. There's so many ways to remove cards from your bench without actually having them be KO'd. Including Shaman's Attack, which returns itself to your hand, but that's another story. Those are the two best examples in my head. A third? Volcanion. Just mentioned Volcanion, Regirock, and Deoxys. These cards that you just put on the bench, and EX or not, they give buffs to certain types. That's awesome. Deoxys, I believe, was Plasma Pokemon. Regirock is fighting type. Volcanion is fire type. This is nice. Now there are cards that can give buffs and deck movement like Delphox Break. And um, let's see. Well, Del- Delphox is a really, really good example. Octillery. Uh, let's see here. Thinking of other cards that can just do that. There are a lot of examples of cards that can just move a deck. Uh, Slurpuff is another example. That's what I'm thinking of. Slurpuff, Delphox, Octillery can all move your deck. Can give you draw power. They take evolution. That is progression that I kind of don't like. It's this like teeter-totter battle in that I really love progression of decks on the offensive side and getting my getting my engine going, but I would love to just have a Shaman over a Slurpuff. 
because although Slurpuff can draw one to two every turn, Shaman can give me instant production in terms of tech. Again, I use the keyword tech. Instant support is why I think EXs are so valuable. They are so valuable. And yes, some of the strongest attackers in the metagame are EX Pokemon, but I don't use them for that. I love EX Pokemon because they are really, really nice tech. Really nice tech. Now, I love things like Lugia EX. I love things like um, uh, Evil Tall EX that can hit really, really hard. But most of the time, I'm not running those. I'm, I'm running the Shamans. I'm running... Oh, I did run Jirachi. Those, I mean, those are the two EX cards that I run so many times because why Why wouldn't you? It's like an extra trainer card without using a trainer. It's like an extra supporter without even needing one. And it, it, they're extra tools if you want it to be. Extra Pokemon tools, like I said, with uh, Volcanium. And sure, I'm focusing on the same three examples, but you can go find more examples of what I'm talking about. Manaphy. Manaphy EX has the ability to give all of your Pokemon free retreat cost as long as they have a water energy attached to them. Gyarados EX, who has a crazy amount of retreat cost. Wailord. All of these fat Pokemon. Water type or not. If they have a water energy, retreat is free. That's incredible. That's so awesome. You've just made that deck so much more effective and it has nothing to do with the attacking EX. It could be a Snorlax out there that's not EX. It still has a huge retreat cost, and Manaphy can remove that. That is why I like EX cards. EX cards are so nice because they allow us to give us instant support. Instant support. And that is my reason for loving EX. Again, looking down on it, it is a bummer that they take two prize cards. It is a bummer. And that's what a lot of people said. Another thing that someone said, which is Dark and Integral Gaming, which if you are on the YouTube scene in terms of TCG, you do know this name because he is one of the top YouTubers in terms of Pokemon trading card game. He's also very active on the Reddit. So if you hear this somehow, if you're listening, one, thank you. Big fan, two. Thank you for giving your input. Dark Integral Gaming says, EX cards have to put a lot of effort to survive these days. There's a lot of cards that have been made to fight them. We went through a big EX stage. Now breaks are here. Maybe dual type will become something huge. We don't know, but breaks are getting bigger and bigger, and they have to rotate out these battle features. EX cards have kind of always been around. They've been around for a very, very long time um, in different forms, so I believe they're always going to exist, but there's usually always a pretty big counter form too, and that's because they are so good. But that setback is huge. That two prize card deal is big. It's a big deal. And I feel like I'm talking in circles, but good lord. Anyway, looking at anyone talking in the post that I need to mention, there was another person I wanted to talk about. And that is Durkin. He's my good buddy. He comes in the stream sometimes. I haven't streamed TCGO in, TCGO in a little bit. But he says... Mass EX decks are nice starter engines for the new or funky player, but when it comes down to it, they're too easily countered to rule a meta. And then he said Metacham decks for the win because he just loves Metacham decks. So again, I think that's the overall consensus. I think summing everything up here, after you just listen to me ramble in circles and basically battle myself, yes, I can debate myself. I am incredibly talented. Not really. You probably were annoyed by that, but you know what? That's who I am. I think the overall consensus consensus is that EX cards are really good. 
They're very powerful. They're very effective. They can produce quickly. And in a controlled area where a child is learning how to play the game or an adult is learning how to play the game and they need those building blocks to show them what a fully produced deck can do, I would hand them an EX deck. 1,000%. No questions asked. I know Mega Evolution are a thing, but I'm still counting them as EX Pokemon, not an Evolution deck. Hand them an EX deck, and they'll be able to play the game and understand what's going on. Which do I think is better out of the two? In terms of leading a deck, I think Evolution. I think Pokemon that evolve are better captains of decks, I guess you should say. You cannot make a good deck without one EX card, I don't think. A top cut deck. Even Night March. Night March, again, I'm talking about it and I said I wouldn't. You need Shamans. Sure, they aren't 100% necessary, but they make that deck so much better and you know it. You need EX cards. You just do. They're never going away, I think, and they're always going to be very important. But in the versus between Evolution and EX, I personally prefer Evolution. It seems like a lot of other people seem to rule, uh, seem to uh, be on the side of Evolution. And that's the nature of it. We're all Pokemon trainers at heart. That's why we play this game. We want to evolve. We want to see progress. We want to feel like we are so good at this game that we did so much growth in so many turns. You know, you feel like when you put down an EX that, bam, I put it down. Well, shoot, I didn't do anything. It just, Alakazam, done. What happened with the Abra and Kadabra? You know, what 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 happened there with that? There was no evolution. Now I know uh, that evolution line is a whole different story, but anything like Altaria EX, Charizard EX, Blastoise, Venusaur, everything. Where are those prior evolutions? They're not there. Now, no, I don't want to evolve a Gyarados EX from a Magikarp. But if I can get the Gyarados from the starter water deck and TCGO running, as opposed to getting the Gyarados EX running, I would prefer the Evolution one. Because that thing one is hitting for a stupid amount of damage. If you've never run the water basic deck in TCGO, please do. But secondly, you got that Magikarp on there. That Magikarp stayed healthy. You evolved it. You got all these water energies on it, double colorless, whatever you needed. And you feel good about this, man. Gyarados is here to wreck other Pokemon, and you're not stopping it because you were able to set up this beast. With an EX card, you're just kind of putting it down. And for that, I love them in terms of support. Love them. I love them in terms of support. But you know what? That's my feelings. If you have other feelings or you think that what this topic was about is kind of uh, unnecessary or you didn't like it or you would like to see a different topic, do me a favor. Tweet me on Twitter, m underscore Marshall Gamer. Email me at mmarshallgamer at gmail.com. Please do so. I am looking for community involvement. That's the main focus of this podcast is for me to basically be on here talking for a little under an hour to you guys. That's all it is. And then you talking back. And talking about talking back, I want to leave the podcast with one extra note. I would like to add a question of the week into the podcast. If you've made it to this point, bravo, I talk a lot. So thank you for that. 
I want to put a question that you would always email me an answer to because I've always wanted to open my email and see people answering my questions and going, hey, I listened to the podcast. This is my answer to the question. It's like there's no way to really see feedback for the most part on podcasts, and I think that's a really cool way to do so. Question of the week is what do you think about Volcanion's EX? Whether the card itself or just dual typing. Are you excited for dual typing? Are you scared for dual typing? Do you think dual typing is something that will be around for a little bit? Will they keep it? What are your thoughts? You've already heard my thoughts. Uh, I love Volcanion as a, as a support card, and I think them bringing in a handful of dual type is really cool. I wish it was a little bit more than eight, but I think it's pretty awesome. Volcanion is a really cool card. I think it's going to be very much used in the competitive meta, very much so. What do you think? Again, M Marshall Gamer, no spaces, M Marshall Gamer at gmail.com. Let me know what you think. Look out, look out for me in the Reddit subs. Sub to my YouTube channel. I post two deck analyses, analyses every single week, except for last week because I was gone. First one is a deck wizard challenge in which I go through and let the deck wizard create myself a terrible deck, and I try to win with it. Second video is a serious deck analysis as I jump into decks that I'm using at the current time and decks that I want to be better and I'm working on that are fun. Because again, PTCGO is all about fun and testing decks and being successful with decks that may not be as successful in the competitive meta in real life. So that is the end of the podcast, guys. Again, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate this opportunity to have people listening to what I want to talk about and what you guys hopefully want to talk about. Have a nice day, guys. I'll see you next time. Peace out.